Hey everyone, welcome to Twerking the Numbers. So we're going to do a different podcast this time. We're actually going to do a teacher interview. Um, so things are kind of crazy and weird and funky kind of going on in the world right now. So uh, myself, Katie Miller, and uh, one of my partners in crime, uh, Tiff Cole, are going to interview um, a, a teacher, a math teacher, of course. Um, so hang tight and um, kind of come along with us on this journey um, and she's going to go through some things that she's seen on her end and just kind of have a interesting conversation about uh, teaching math in our current um, world right now. We are going to be speaking with our first interviewee, Nicole Cooker. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, so I am a teacher in North Philadelphia. I teach pre-calc and pre-calc honors to 11th and 12th graders. Um, I've taught every class that our school offers and has ever offered since I've been there. And um, also the department head at the high school. Nice. How long have you been teaching? Uh, this is my 13th year, right? Sure. Yeah. Yep. yep. Lucky number 13. Long time. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, fun fact, me and Nicole actually went to college together, so we have um, a long, I don't know, we've known each other, I guess, for that, plus that, actually. A long time, yeah, yeah a long time. <laughs> and don't forget Dawn, either, just because she's- And Dawn, yeah. Play. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Can't forget about my little minion, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have sat next to Dawn in college classes. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Katie, though, she was- Oh man. I would imagine sitting next to Katie in college is probably like sitting next to Katie at, at work. Probably very similar. Yeah. I don't think things have changed. <laughs> no. You guys love it. Shut up. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Uh, All right. So, um, so that's a little bit about your background. Um, I guess what do you, now that you've been teaching for about 13 years or so now, what's something that you wish you had known before you started out? Um, Man, what do I wish I'd known? Prop, a lot of things probably. Um, I, I think a few things. I think one, um, boundaries, setting boundaries like inside and outside of work, but especially um, I try really hard to uh, separate my personal life and my professional life. Um, I think there you, you have to for sanity, especially at a certain point. Um, I think also that the good ways should always out, the good days, good days, not ways, should always outnumber the bad days. So everyone's gonna, ha you're gonna have a rough day no matter what you do, but if your good days, your good days have to outweigh that. And if they don't, then, uh, you know, I need to reevaluate what I'm doing, I think. That's a really good way to look at it. That was very insightful. Thank you, thank you. Someone once along the way told me that, so. Nice, well, thanks for passing it along. Yeah. So. All right, Kate, you want to jump in? Sure. Um, so since, again, you're our first interviewee for Twerking the Numbers, uh, when I say that's the name of our podcast, uh, what does Twerking the Numbers mean to you? What does it mean? I mean, <laughs> I like twerking. I like numbers. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's just like a funny title to like, it. it's intriguing in a way. So it makes me like, like what? what did you just say so i think it's a good like it's like bait get people to like come in like what are you talking about kind of thing and then i don't that's what i think about when i hear it 
um, if it necessarily means anything to me, it makes me laugh. And I think that's the right, best, right. so. I, I think every time I say it, we giggle also. Yeah. Agreed, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I'm gonna kind of flow off that again. So why math? Like, why did you choose math? Did it come easily or natural to you? Um, so yeah, let's just, let's stop there. Well, um, in school, in high school in particular, I slept through every class except for any of my math classes or Spanish classes. Um, and I took, the only electives I took in high school were math classes. Like I just took every math class that I could. Um, but when I first went to Westchester, um, as an undergrad, I was an elementary ed major. I was like, I'm going to be, I want to be a teacher. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. And then second semester came, they're like, you have to take a gym class to teach gym to elementary school kids. And I was like, I'm out. What else am I good at? <laughs> math it is. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just be a math teacher then. And, you know, it, it's worked out. So I, I like math. I, I think I, I mean, I like math a lot, but I also use that as a way to teach kids. Like, it's not all about the math, and I realize they're not going to use the math outside of school, but what other life lessons can I get in there and get them to realize things about themselves by doing the math? To me, that's what it's about. Not that you asked that question, but I'm going to throw it in there. No, but that was great. That was that was a good addition because in my mind I was thinking, okay, so how do you? Because you said you teach, um, you teach calc and AP calc or honors calc or something like that. Yeah, right? I'm sorry. I've. I, I mean, I've. When I first started, I was algebra one and like a pre-algebra class, and then that was mostly ninth graders, and I kind of worked my way up with them, taught geometry, algebra two, and you know, I ended up landing with pre-calc and AP calc for a while, and then went back down to ninth graders. Um, and then with being department head, our ninth grade course load, it's a lot to do in addition to being department head. So I kind of took a step back this year and took uh, pre-calc again. And I think the thing with, at least with our students and the law students, if I teach in North Philadelphia um, and the students don't realize that they can do higher level math. And so I think one of the things that I just try to instill in them is just perseverance and um, work ethic and that it's okay to fail as long as you're giving it your best. I mean, I failed math classes in college, mm -hmm. I still have a math degree, like I still teach math. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. You just, you know, how to pick yourself back up from things and how to learn other like perseverance and work ethic and other things in the midst of what you're doing. I don't expect that they use trigonometry outside of school, but, um, you know, what else can they do while they're there? Nice. Okay, that was great. Yeah, you hit on a lot of things, um, you know, there that we, that kind of our whole idea behind this podcast is, is like, you know, it, letting kids know that it, it's okay to fail. It's okay to be like, math sucks. It's okay to find it difficult and hard. Mm -hmm. I did. I, I, I never had, you know, ultra success in math and even like trig and calc and all those things that you teach, I was never able to get through. But here I am like a middle school math teacher also for whatever way, like this path got me here as well. And, you know, that's what we want kids to know is that math is everywhere. We have to use it. We want, you have to be comfortable using it because it is something that is, um, you know, that is something that you're, you're going to encounter on a regular basis. And the more comfortable you are with it, then 
the easier it becomes and and it's okay to you know like you said to fail just as long as you can persevere and pick yourself Absolutely. up yeah same and it's true you're not going to use you know that math that you're learning every day but and the, the kids they're like they ask that and i'm like i don't use it outside of this um and that's okay that's not what it's about um but you know you're learning different ways that you work and different ways to think than what you normally would so i think that's what's more important and organizational skills and you know and it's it's more than just the content and teachers i think it's just the content i hate to be the one to say it but they're delusional right it's not just it's it's bigger than that we're teaching them to be humans that are successful in society and yeah. we just use our content as the teacher like as the tool to get that amen sister that was right <laughs> on the money oh yeah so with the the concept of persevering so um, what are you guys currently doing at, cause you guys are a traditional brick and mortar setting. So what mm -hmm. are you guys currently doing for this online platform with, you know, the whole Corona thing going on? What's, right. what's going on with that? So we started off that we were just closed for two days and it was like the, what, the 13th and 14th of March or something like that. Cause today's our officially, we've been out for a month. Um, and then we were announced that we we're going to be closed for the two weeks. Like I think everyone else kind of did. And we started with everyone created a packet to give students. Um, just create something that they can work on over the next two weeks. And um, we posted it on Google Classroom and it was printed and mailed to students if they needed it. And that's what we started with. And then when we realized we're gonna be closed permanently, um, one of our struggles was trying to figure out how to get students access to technology because we're not a one-to-one -one school. Um, we do have uh, Chromebooks at our school, but we don't have enough for everyone. So we, you know, we're looking into ways that we could get technology to students and a lot of students don't have uh, internet. So I think we got a grant or something, something happened that we were able to get some technology. People went to school and handed it out after a survey that was given out to parents. And now we're all um, going to start on, it starts on Wednesday because this week we're on spring break. So we have Monday and Tuesday, they're like planning days and PD days. And then we're gonna go live on Wednesday. And it's, they have a schedule broken down that like every day is two periods. So we see each of our classes once throughout the week and you know we'll have to use a variety of things, Google Classroom and videos and Zoom live chatting um, and post worksheets and whatever we can come up with to kind of get them doing things, a combination of refreshers on old material that we've done and new material. So it's been, it's been quite a process. I think some of the departments in our school use technology more. Our social studies department has Chromebooks in their classroom every day. They use Google Classroom all the time. Um, some of the other departments do. Math department, we don't use technology as much, so it's really new to all of us. Um, but I will say that I have a pretty great department this year and they are really, you know, working hard to get students um, access to things and work with them and help them move as far as we can in this time that we have with them. It's quite a whirlwind. So it sounds it really like is. you guys are- I don't know how you guys do it every day. <laughs> so <laughs> <It's not for me. laughs> it, it is like two 
completely different worlds and it's it it's very interesting to me because I've personally have done both. Obviously, I've taught in the classroom, whatever, traditional, and mm -hmm. I've obviously now taught online for quite some time. So it is interesting the kind of the rollover and the struggles uh, people are hitting. I do hope that, I do hope honestly that it opens a bigger window of that you can teach online and right. um, kind of the positives to it. And mm -hmm. of course there's negatives on either end, but I really do hope that, I don't know, a, something positive in, in that realm comes into yeah. play because yeah. Cause we're, I mean, we can roll with it. Like we're, we're fine. However, right. there's the other components going on with people who are home because our children are home. So that's like, right. that's a whole nother world as well. But I think um, a lot of us in like the brick and mortar traditional school setting have a lot more appreciation for what you guys do. I know like our school, we're technically a K to 12, but our or overall organization, we also have a cyber school. Mm -hmm. um, and so to us, it's just like still a foreign thing for us because we don't interact with them a ton and we don't know a lot of what they do. Um, but it just is very different. And, and, you know, it takes a different kind of person for it. We'll make it work. <laughs> Saying, yep, you make it work. All you can do. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this because obviously all brick and mortar schools are, you know, trying to move towards online education mm -hmm. and teaching in an asynchronous approach, which is, you know, what some of us have been doing for so long. And right. um, like I've got other friends in the teaching world and everything. I've got two kids in school, so you know, I you know, I know their teachers a little bit. Um It'll just, like you said, it'll be interesting to see kind of the take on it and how this diversifies education even more. Absolutely. And, yeah. so, and, and, you know, you find out who, who it works for and who it doesn't, like student yeah. and everything. Yeah. I mean, and we still have like some students that the first thing we assigned them, we didn't make mandatory. Mm -hmm. I still have 20 some of my students that haven't turned things in, haven't responded to me. Right. Um, haven't even signed up for Google Classroom yet. Right. So it's like, and some of them are seniors that if they don't do this stuff, they're not graduating. And it's scary for them. Um, right. Scary for me. It's just, yeah, it's, it's different. And it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, it, it, that it is. And yeah. <laughs> let's see how long it goes. <laughs> I mean, uh, at least till June. So. At least till June. Hopefully next school year we're back. And yeah. Fingers crossed. I haven't broken yeah. the news to my kids yet. I have a first grader and a kindergartner. So. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear from yeah. to hear from students, but yeah. All right. Um, what's your funniest classroom story? Oh man. Can you think of something? <laughs> Especially at the high school level. Man, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like I wanna be honest, I think that I teach some of the funniest kids on earth and I don't know if there's other students out there that are as funny as our students. And like my first, my first year I taught summer school and I had this girl, I was wearing sandals in the summer and I'm in there and I don't know, I said something to her. I don't even know what I said, but I think I, somehow something about her forehead came up and I don't even know what it was. I think we had a good relationship. Yeah. I made some joke and she's like, I know you're not talking to me, sausage toes. I, I, I lost it. I lost it. I couldn't. And from that day on, I haven't worn sandals to work ever again. And 
I couldn't even be mad at her because who says something like that? <laughs> this year's juniors, I taught them as freshmen, and these girls, they used to, if I give them a ruler to do something, they'd take the ruler and they'd start like drumming it on their earrings and like making music with it. And I don't, like, I don't even know where you come up with this stuff. And they just do the weirdest things, but it's the funniest things ever. And I just don't, they just started calling me Cooker Nation. Um, what is, and every time you'd say something and it was a word they don't know, they're like, that's not a real word. Like, what do you, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, man, I got funny kids. That's awesome. They do crazy stuff. And they just come up with this stuff. And I don't, I cry from laughing at least once a day. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't. And it's those things that help make those, those tougher days just Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why you go to work. Right. Like, because you have kids that do that. And they know, like, when you need that, too. And it's just, it's hilarious. And there some days I just sit there and you're like, I, this is real life and I get paid to do this every day. And I don't, I don't understand it sometimes because it just brings so much joy to your life. Yeah. You know, it really does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because they care. If they, if they didn't care, they wouldn't do things like that. And they're, they are hilarious. (laughs) So I'm sure you're missing them being. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I had like a Zoom session with uh, my honors class last Friday. And I, it was just so great to see them. And it just like makes your heart full. And it wasn't even all of them, but it was just, you know, it was just so fun to be back with them, even if it was like that. I mean, it's so crazy to think about that some of them, like the seniors, we'll never see again. Mm-hmm. And that's. It's crazy. Oh, oh man, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Like we, there are some of those kids that that Wednesday I saw them was the last time I will see them. And it's, blows your mind when you stop and think about it. Yeah. So. It gets you in the gut. It, it really does. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, don't understand why teacher, like how teachers feel right now. And that, I mean, it has, I don't, I wanted a spring break, but I didn't want this, mm-hmm. you know, and I enjoy my summer vacation, but who wants to be off for six months? Right. I don't, no one wants that. And like, we're, we miss our kids and we're worried about the kids and, you know, we do a lot. We, I don't know. They do a lot for us and we do a lot for them. And it's just, it's tough. There's school has a bigger purpose than just learning. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like, you know, my, the school I work at, we teach a very unique population and we serve, I mean, a lot, all schools do, but you know, I'm a little biased because this is where I've grown up as a educator too. And we serve, you know, we have a higher mission there for sure. And I mean, if I'm there till five or six o'clock working, I have kids with me that long. Like I have to kick them out. Like guys, I have to go home. Why? I don't want to go home yet. Sorry. Like it's getting dark. I got to get the bus. Like, come on. And it's just like, you know, they're just there sometimes hanging out and they, it's just a different, you know, different vibe. And the kids are, they're special. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing all that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It makes me miss the classroom, like the live classroom. Well, I mean, if you're interested, I'm sure I'll be hiring next year. (laughs) 
Food for thought. Thank I'll you. I'll keep girl. trying. I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> uh, All right. Let's take a little turn here. Mm -hmm. So we, we started talking about snacks earlier. I can't remember when we clicked record on this, but we started talking about it earlier in the session because that, that's going to be an, up, an upcoming episode. All right. So if you're listening, look out for Oreos because they're coming at you. They're coming at you. Nicole, mm -hmm. what is your go-to snack? Man, well, when, when I'm at school, I usually have like a jar of like a trail mix or something that I'll kind of snack on something easy, maybe some Cheez-Its or, you know, trail mix. At home, it's, man, Trader Joe's has this heirloom popcorn. I don't know if you've ever had it, but you got to get it. It's $1.99 for like a full-size bag of popcorn. And it's these little kernels. It's a special breed of corn. I don't know what it is. And it's got avocado oil and pink salt. I eat the whole bag before I realize I even open it. Like, All it's, right. it's the best. And then... Cracklin's from North Carolina. What? My, part, my partner's from North Carolina, and okay. I got introduced to those, being down there with her and her family, and that's it. That's all I What's want. What is Cracklin's? Cracklin's. Like fried pork skins. Oh. Yep. And the, there's, they're the best from there. They have a puffy right. ones that are like light and fluffy. There's nice. really crunchy ones. I'll break your teeth. They got red <laughs> pepper on them. Oh my God, they're so good. That's awesome. All right. Look into the Trader Joe's ones. I don't know how to yeah. get North Carolina, whatever you're saying. I'll mail you some. Cracklin. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask my aunt. She's living down there. So I take yeah. it. Yeah, my aunt's down there too. Hmm. So you're saltier Everyone rather than there. sweet, huh? You like salty? You go for salty rather than sweet? Yeah, usually. I have to be in the mood for something sweet. Mm -hmm. It's funny because if I eat something salty, I have to follow it up with something sweet. I feel that. I feel I'm, that. With, I'm with Nicole. Yeah. Salty. Yeah. You're salty too. All right. So what is something you're currently reading? Anything? My pre-calc textbook. There you go. <laughs> um, I have a, I should be reading right now because I haven't been doing too much work lately. I usually only read during the summer. Yeah. I have a really hard time coming home from a day that I'm mentally exhausted at and reading. Yeah. Um, I usually, I read, a, I read more in the summer, not so much during the school year. It's, right. My brain needs something that I don't have to think about. Um, during the school year, so I watch trash TV instead. There you go. So following up, what's something that you're watching? Are you binge watching? Um, yeah, we we're we're in it to win it right now, um, because we're both working from home. Uh, a lot of Great British Great British Bake Off. Okay. Um, we finished up some of that. Uh, Food Network Star. We're watching old seasons of that. Nice. Um, a lot of movies whole lot of movies. we're keeping a running tab we've watched all of the hot harry potter movies all nice. the hunger games all the pirates of the caribbean we're just we're going for it we are looking for hunger games we have not been able to find them anywhere we i think we rented them okay yeah they were like two bucks three bucks something like blockbuster that. right yeah 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 <laughs> west coast video actually yeah west coast video <laughs> I'll hit up Redbox or something. All right, cool. Good to know. All right, what's something you're listening to? Um, we listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, we like My Favorite Murder. Okay. Which is a great podcast. Um, last podcast on the left is a good one. We like true crime stuff. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. It's working the numbers, of course, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm into it. I'm going to start. I'm sending it out. Wait until you hear your own voice. <laughs> That's going to be so weird. <laughs> it's going to be so weird. 
<laughs> yeah, that is totally true. You're I recorded like, oh. one of my meetings the other week with uh, my department to send it to someone, and I like replayed it. I was like, oh, that's what I sound like. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to my students. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thank awesome. you. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. It was lovely seeing Cooker you. Nation. Nice to meet you. Check her out, Cooker Nation. Yes. So thank you for tuning in for our first interview with Nicole Cooker. So interviewing today was myself, Katie Miller, and then also one of my partners, Tiff Cole. And then our third partner in crime, as always, is in the mix, Dawn Kang. So please continue to keep uh, following us on Instagram at twerking the numbers. And of course, keep uh, following and listening to our podcast. Hope you guys are staying safe out there and keep on listening.